Welcome to this very special edition of the Anxious Creative Podcast. I know, what? We're having one come out on a Friday? And why? Because today is a very special bonus episode where I chat with Alicia from Salon Scale. I mean, after listening to today's episode, you're going to get a look inside at, at how Salon Scale's compassionate move that should have hurt their business grew their business instead. And tips on how to be a good boss when you have to be the bad guy. I mean, it's so good. And what your secret superpower is in business that will win on win over all of your clients and literally so much more. This conversation with Alicia is so, so good. And I mean, Alicia and I go way back. We're from the same hometown. It's such an awesome, awesome conversation. But before we dive into the episode, I am so excited to share the sweetest Black Friday deal with you. And I know, I know before you think, oh my gosh, I don't want to hear about another Black Friday deal. What if this deal could save you time and money in your business and part of your sanity? I mean, as salon owners, we're busy and constantly on the go and we don't always know our numbers and where our money's going. And if you've followed me for a while, you know that I love salon scale. It's a complete game changer and I've seen it firsthand in my business. And I want you to know that also I would never promote something that I didn't personally use in my business and support fully. That's why you don't hear me talking about a lot of things because I only can get behind things that I've used and I can support and I know are good. So right now Salon Scale is offering the biggest sale of the year ever and it's the last time they will ever offer this amazing deal. You can get 50% off any annual package with Salon Scale. 50, five zero. And I mean, I was chatting with Alicia just a couple days ago and she was saying like, we're not making any profit off of this. We are just want this to get in the hands as many people possible. So this promotion is on right now and ends on Monday and is available for everyone. Whether you're new to Salon Scale or an existing member, you can get in and, and on your way to a profitable, profitable 2022 in your business. So just click the link in the show notes and get your hands on this last chance deal for 50% off any annual package. But that's not all. Did I sound like the most commercial ever? It's not all. Make sure you mention my name when checking out. They'll be like, who referred you? Put Don or Don Bradley. And with that, you will get a free live workshop with me to help you implement bringing Salon Scale into your business. So if you're like on the fence and you're like, well, yeah, I love this idea of Salon Scale, but like how the heck do I get my clients on board or how do I get my staff on board or how do I even start communicating this or how do I even make the shift from the way my business is now and the way I'm charging to Salon Scale? Don't even worry about that because I will help you with this in the workshop and even if you can't make the live workshop, you're gonna get the recording. So no sweat, friend. And in the workshop, what I'm gonna teach you is how to get your clients on board and excited with the new parts and labor charging, how to seamlessly integrate Salon Scale without any confusion or hiccups, and how to earn back the cost of joining Salon Scale in under a month. It's gonna be so freaking good. So all you gotta do is put my name in as when you who referred you, and I will get you in that workshop. So if you've been looking for a sign, this is it. Click the link in the show notes and make sure you put my name in the checkout. Even if you're an existing cu customer of Salon Scale, you can still get this deal. It is the deal of the year and you do not want to miss. I mean, Salon Scale is so affordable to begin with and now get 50% off. Total no brainer. All right. Now it's time to get into this must listen conversation with Alicia from Salon Scale. Buckle up, friend, and let's dive in. I overthink, I overshare, and I overanalyze. So come explore with me as I chat about business, life, and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative. 
Welcome back to the podcast, Alicia. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited. I mean, it's been like, what, two and a half years since I had you on the podcast? Well, I mean, it feels like 10 minutes, but also feels like it's been about four years. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, for anyone who hasn't listened to that episode, I mean, where, where was Salon Scale when we first did that first podcast episode? Oh my goodness. You know, what's really shocking about that is what we were just getting started, but at that time I thought we were like, oh my God, we're all over the place. It's great. Um, but I think at that time we had like less than 500 salons, I think that were on our platform. Um, and now we're over, like we have over 8,000 daily active users. Wow. 8,000 people use our product every day in about almost 1600 locations. So going from five to 1600 in like less than two, two and a half years here has been, you know, game changing. It's our business is completely different than it was when I, I mean, going back to the Alicia of two and a half years ago, did you have any idea it would be where it is right now? I think I like, honestly wanted this thing to blow up like a rocket ship. And so I thought I knew the impact that it would make, that it would grow really quickly. Um, I guess what I didn't, didn't know is all the extra hurdles it would kind of take. So sometimes we want to go a little bit faster and you know how that goes, but then all of a sudden, like you get these like growing pains. And so I just had to kind of navigate through some of those growing pains in the process. Yeah. It's like, kind of like that. You're like, so excited. This is going to be a game changer. Of course, everyone's going to jump on board with it. And then it's like hurdles, speed bumps, roadblocks come in the way. I mean, tech, I can't even imagine. Oh God. Yeah. And I think the big thing with salon scale is it's not just a software. It really affects a lot of the emotional side of your business. So, you know, yes, it's a tool. And I thought like, oh, this is an instant win. Like as soon as I (laughs) give you the number of how much your products are costing, you just charge your customers and then boom, like no more guesswork, no more feeling bad when you get to check out a customer. But I realized that that also is a very painful part for, you know, a stylist and a salon owner. So no wonder that the speed of people signing up, like it just wasn't, they weren't ready yet to make those kinds of leaps or, or adopt this type of technology. Um, So yeah, that's kind of what took a little bit longer, but you know, uh, good news travels fast. So I think our word of mouth is like the best source of advertising for us right now. And that's where we're getting more and more people because people are telling them how they experience a product and it helps more people come to us. Yeah. I mean, in the last two and a half years, since I started like my online education, realizing that like the biggest barrier for people isn't knowing what to do. It's like getting out of your own way of doing it. Oh God. Yeah. And I mean, don't we all face that? Like, I feel like every time we get to talk, we always kind of get these kind of deeper mental kind of conversations, but it is how to have surface conversations. Like how's the weather? Let's talk about life. (laughs) (laughs) How did that make you feel? (laughs) Um, But no, I think like, yeah, you have, you have to really have a lot of mental health and strength and stability to get through a lot of things in your life. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think I've, you know, learned, learned a lot of that at a fast pace here at Salon Scale, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I was going to say two and a half years ago when we first, I mean, the podcast was just in its infancy. Salon Scale was in its infancy and we had no clue that a pandemic was around the corner. Not at all. Someone Tell should- me <laughs> what, what's that? 
I said someone should have told us. Yeah, come on. We need to plan for these things. I mean, can you remember the exact moment that you realized like this is a real thing that's going to affect your business and the industry as a whole? I remember, again, it was like that March 13th. Like it was like, I was actually talking to a few people that were, you know, in, in, in the, in the tech sector and like, what are you guys doing? Like, what's going to happen? And I was like, all of my customers are going to be shut down. Like they, there's no way anyone can. So I remember feeling a moment of extreme sadness and, but then also like being like, uh, like a moment of feeling like, I don't know, like I needed to like show up and be present. Like I needed to like, almost like be there and be present for the community. So like mm-hmm. I jumped into action right away. I unfortunately had to let go of like 75% of my team, which majority of us found, mm-hmm. um, which was so difficult. Like, like going through that was so hard. And then, um, and then I made the decision. I said like, not one single subscriber is going to be paying until July 1st. Like I shut it down for four months. I shut down every ounce of revenue that we had in the business because, you know, I was like, who do I want to be known for after this thing? Like what kind of company? And at the end of the day, even though as much as that was like our bloodline, like that's what kept us alive. I was like, you know, I'm preaching to make, you know, an, uh, you know, ecosystem of sustainable salons. So I can't take the money out of the salons that they need right now. So mm-hmm. when we made that decision, what was crazy was we actually doubled our business. So I gave the I gave people an option which was like we're not going to charge you, but if you want to buy the rest of the year it's 50% off. And people not only bought out the year, but we had 101% growth in those 4 months alone because people were like I'm going to need this and I have time to implement it in my business now. It goes to show you too, when you're not greedy and when you act with compassion and empathy, and I mean, I can't, I don't doubt for a second in that moment that you're like, I know I have to do this, but how the fuck am I going (laughs) to, I mean, you're, you're like, I have a business to keep up and running to help people. And so I want to help them, but by helping them, my, my business, you know, you put your business in some jeopardy, but at the same time, it like paid off and not that it was a strategic business building move, but I truly believe that integrity is everything. And like that, I mean, talk about woo woo and energy stuff, but it really comes back tenfold. And I think what you did, I mean, probably thinking, oh, in four months, this thing will be over. Yeah. And I was like, oh, just wait, it's a few more years. Ha-ha. I want to, yeah, I want to <laughs> actually go off like a little bit of a tangent. Cause you were saying like, I need to do this for the industry to help them because like, how can you take money from people that can't even be using the software, right? Like they're shut down. But in, on the flip side of that, you had to let go of 75% of your company. So uh, in one, in one perspective, you were being this like kind and compassionate person and in another respect, you know, another perspective, you kind of had to be the bad guy. How do, and I know a lot of stylists relate to this sometimes when, you know, we have to stop giving emotional discounts or we have to start charging our worth, or we have to like set boundaries with our clients. It feels like being the bad guy. And have you ever struggled with, although you're not being quote unquote, a bad person, it feels like you are, cause you have to be the bearer of bad news. Is there, what, what's the process of that been for you? Yeah, I think, I mean, 
I think when you're in a high growth company, you're going to have to get used to that really quickly because, you know, not everybody can make it to the finish line and you're trying to squeeze out like 10 years in, in five, like it's a lot. Um, I struggle with this every single day, to be honest. Um, hiring someone now is a little bit different in my world. So when I hire someone now, I very much say, here's the risks involved in being in a startup. Like, I can love the hell out of you, but it could, if, if I don't see the results as fast as I can, like you will be terminated no matter how much, if I love you or not, it's just that like, unfortunately mm. we have to go at such a rapid pace. So I used to hire a lot of people based off of like how they made me feel and the energy and like how like we could like come and jam out at work and love it. Um, and then I, you know, have started to pivot to being like, what is the business needs? So it's really helped by separating. And when I took myself emotionally away from the hiring, things dramatically changed because then I showed up more of as that CEO instead of a coach mentality all the time. And it allowed me to make a little bit more decisions for the business. I have to say that that has taken me 16 years to accomplish. Like it has taken me 16 years to get to a place where I'm now like actually objectively like being out what is the business needs and, and kind of building that out. I do have to say what well, was really difficult in that time too. So 75% of the team was let off. Well, we kept 25%. So the hardest thing was telling the 75 why they weren't the 25 that stayed. And how oh. do you even pick, right? That's gotta be. Well, and we had to like, literally be like, what is going to keep us alive? Right. So then when I talked to everybody, I was like, Hey, so we've decided to keep on um, the development team. Um, we need to make sure that like our, ser our servers are up, like that things don't crash, that we are able to like provide for, for, for the, um, the, the customers that we'll have. Um, and then the other thing too, was that like, I would say like, I'll keep you up to date month to month. I will let you know if you get an opportunity anywhere else. Like I totally understand, but I would love for you to just, you know, hold tight. Like we'll get through this and I'll do whatever I can. So I leaned into transparency more than I ever had before. And I was extremely transparent of like what the value, um, of the, of them were. And that when there was a moment and there was cash ready for them, like, for them to come back into those positions. That was like what I was trying to do. So very, very much uh, was all about transparency and communication at that time. I love that. Cause I feel like that's really been a shift in business, whether people are salon owners with staff or solo stylists is like back like 10, 15 years ago, it was all about like appearing like the controlled professional that didn't struggle and was like, had like strength out the wazoo. And now it's like, there's like the strength is in the transparency and the vulnerability. Yeah. Which is hard. Oh my gosh. Being like a real person. Like, I mean, I think when we start our businesses, like we don't, didn't visualize these hard moments and these hard conversations. And I think when you are an empath and you are a really strong emotional leader, like you have emotional intelligence, which most of us do every single time you have to have those hard conversations, like, I feel like a part of you dies. Like, and it, I know that's super harsh to say, but like, I think a part of you, because you want to people please, right? Like you want everyone to love you and you want to like be there for everybody. And the more you have those hard conversations, like they wear on you because you don't get quite the same closure, right? When it's the end of the chapter for someone in your company or the end of the chapter for a client that you're letting go of or your business or you're moving on, like it's kind of hard sometimes to let go and they 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 wear on you. 
Yeah. I always say like when I pull my audience or my students, I always say like, how many of you guys would rather a client just not ever book with you again, than have to tell them that you no longer want to see them. And they're like, yeah, I just wish they just like pick up on hints. Like it's those tough conversations. And I mean, yeah, we care about how people feel and removing the emotion. I mean, as women in business as well, you remove the emotion and people start to clump you in under certain names and titles, but men, we like admire it when they can be emotionally disconnected. Um, and that's like a whole different thing. I also have like the craziest analogy that popped in my head that I think you're going to love. Oh my gosh. You know, I love analogies. Are you ready for this? Yeah. So, you know, if you open up a box of Tide and not the like little pods, but like the actual box and you Mm -hmm. look at it and you see the little blue dots, Mm -hmm. but everything else is like all the like white, you know, stuff. The white stuff is actually the detergent and the, the blue one is actually just for fragrant. Like it just helps to make it smell better, right? It's like the least impact. It just makes it smell good. The other one's doing all the work. So that's kind of like what I find that happens with communication is that like when we have those hard conversations, they're like those blue things. So they're like the thing you focus on the most, even though they're not, they're, they're going to help you in the long run, but we are feared of them. Mm-hmm. And in, at the end of the day, it's the, everything else that's like, everything else that you're doing is, is the harder stuff, but we focus, they always say where focus goes, energy flows. And that's exactly what happens is like, we're so scared that one client that like made us feel shitty, then the rest of them get kind of, you know, lumped into that one category. Yeah. So I guess when we look at it, like a box of Tide, that's kind of like what we're, you're doing with your, your, with customers or those, those, those co- conflicts we'll say, that, I guess, is yeah. that we kind of are lumping them into like a bad situation. Whereas I think we should focus on how did we grow after them? Because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, um, I've grown so much after I've had to have a conflict, like you face it and then you, you grow. And so yeah. we should focus on the positive as well. And like the anticipation is way worse than the actual moment. And then when the moment's done, I mean, I remember kind of backtracking to when you were saying, um, like having to let people go. I like, I had a stylist that worked under me for a year and my fatal flaw in it looking back is that I was her friend first and we had so much fun together and I loved her as a person. And so when I had to let her go as an employee, I'm like, this sucks. And I can see how like, but I didn't have the respect as her boss, right? Because I was her friend first. And I remember like the night that I had to let her go, I like choked on my words, like, like, like it like got all emotional and it was uncomfortable and realizing from like moving forward, like business had to be like, I can like a person and they can still be the wrong fit for my business and saying no to someone being employed in my business doesn't mean I don't like them, but I used to hire people based on liking them, how you were saying. And I think that we do that with clients as well. It's like, oh, this client's giving me red flags, but they're a fun person. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think it is. It's like, I think we get comfortable with things that we're comfortable with. Like, obviously we look for people that like the same things or do all that stuff. Cause it's easier to have the conversation with them. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes when you get into these moments, like devastating like it's devastating and it's so hard to have harsh conversations whether it's with you know a family or your customer or you know your staff um it is so hard but you know what like I also feel like I just kind of go to those moments and those intense emotions that you kind of have going into it and then when you 
when you, it's like almost like you have this backpack of like hard information and then you like release it and then you feel lighter. It may feel like a little bit of sorrow after like, oh my God, there's all this stuff, but like you feel lighter after you have those conversations. So I think, you know, it's important to have them Mm -hmm. for sure. And like, no matter where you get, like I have, you know, 15 staff members now Um, I've hired and fired a lot of people over the last couple of years. And that has not been easy. Like I've probably removed almost 15 people in the last three years. And so every time it doesn't get easier. Like I'm not like all of a sudden, oh, I know how to deal with this. Like I'm still human. I still care, but I'm going to always have to deal with those hard conversations. And and it's just about like spending more of the time on how you react to them, I think. then like thinking that you won't ever have to avoiding them is like not a great idea because you're going to ultimately have conflict in the future. Yeah. I always say like, don't think it as confrontation. Think of it as an honest conversation. And instead of going through life, hoping that you don't have to go through them, go through life knowing that you will so that you're prepared for them. And so I kind of want to shift gears a little bit because I mean, I think we, we were chatting right before I press record how like you know, we've been in the industry similar, the similar amount of time. And when we first started, I mean, and we were also in like the same kind of sub world. I don't know if you can hear that car going by my house right now, sub world of a brand. But um, I felt like the leaders back then were kind of a little bit more out of reach. And it was like all about like presenting kind of like being put together. And now like leaders and educators are more, I mean, thanks to social media, more um, relatable. And I'm just curious what your thoughts are on around that being a leader in the industry now with salon scale. Yeah, I think um, there's a huge transition, um, you know, from the stage to your phone really is where we've seen a lot of transition. And I think it comes with the word control, like, and and it's not just control, but it's also, um, I, I think, authenticity. So I think the that people now want to learn from something that's real to them and more authentic than it is to live in this like world, like that it's perfect. And even though I think social media, we still show up as our highlight reel and our best. I think just even that leaders that I see out there, they're like so raw and so open. I think of someone like yourself that like goes on in the morning and just has like has the time where you're like you're sharing just knowledge and wealth just like just showing up and like hearts are so open like knowledge is spreading and it's just incredible the leaders today that are showing up socially to make that happen um but equally i want everyone to remind themselves that the leaders like us that show up um when we give it all away it's really hard Uh, especially with a time like now where we can't just go and fly and see each other and get filled up like Mm -hmm. that validation like we don't have clients sitting in our chair every day um helping us with like oh like validating us and all that stuff right so I think the leaders today are not surrounded around enough people that are like still validating their worth and, and what they do for the industry so I think that's a long way of saying that I think we need to appreciate a lot of the people that are out there like you know, giving so much amazing information and know that like time takes time. And right now I think there's a little bit of burnout going on, but I think we'll see that kind of change um, as we get through this. 
Yeah. And I mean, I, I see like we were kind of discussing as well before is like a lot of the people who showed up in the beginning to help the industry, like we kind of all went into autopilot and overdrive. And I don't know what other words I can use that kind of, I don't know if this all makes sense. <laughs> um, but like, we're like, okay, now's the time to like support our community and support our industry. And I feel like what I'm seeing and also experiencing myself is like, okay, we've kind of gotten over the worst of it, knock on wood. And now all of us that kind of, you know, ramped it up during that time to help are now experiencing a little bit of the burnout. And so what are your thoughts for the stylists who are maybe going like, oh, like the leaders that were like so ever present, I'm not seeing as much of them or, or, you know, I I don't know if the stylists are noticing it, but I think the leaders are feeling the like, how do we continue to show up and give where we need to replenish our energy right now? Yeah, I think, um, I think having gratitude and being very supportive, like tag a coach, tag someone, talk about them, like don't hide the knowledge, but share it. And I think, mm-hmm. like, I think every leader and every educator out there is not like share everything with me and drive everyone to me. It's more so like showing how we've impacted your life that like fuels us up, you know? And like, mm-hmm. I think, you know, my only wish to stylists is to be curious and don't be afraid right now and take as much education and knowledge as you can from anybody, because you're just as much as you'll get from them. You're also giving a lot of energy to that coach or that leader that's going to be able to help you. Um, And we do need to support that because, you know, our leaders and our coaches are not backed by like billion dollar brands. So it's not that you know, they're sitting there like, ha 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 ha, I have all this cash. It's, you know, we do need to support the people that are giving um, a lot to this industry. So I think it's important to make sure that you get into a class and get into an online program and don't get too scared of, or like tired of like the webinars and the like online stuff. Like, it's not like, we'll make the screen time fun. I, I swear. I think it's just like, get yourself in, in, in a class um, and, and, you know, support an educator, I think is really important. I love that. Where, where do you see our industry going next? Oh my gosh, lots of change. Mm-hmm. So I predict that the industry is still in a, a massive shift. So we do see a lot of um, independency that's happening. So a lot of solopreneurs that are getting out there, 75% of the market in North America right now is independent, um, climbing very steadily. But the best part that we have right now is everybody is so invested in the business and financial literacy of their of, of their salons. And so we have we went from the most kind of hidden, like I feel like we went from this like, uh, like micromanaged kind of lifestyle salon to like now this independent, um, strong, educated community. And so I say just you wait, because I think the birth of the co-op salon is coming. So what we're going to see is a lot Ooh. of independents getting um, together and they share a salon or share a brand so that they can start to um, drive more business because they think the consumers when you go independent, you have one price point, you don't have options, right? So the difference that consumer, if they want to go to uh, independent, it's one price. If they go to a salon, they have options. They have level one to level five stylists, right? So Mm -hmm. I think what we're going to see is a co-op where there's going to be a blended of situations where we're overseeing so that we can still have new talents coming in, everyone sharing the overhead, the color bar. We're seeing that. And then I see 
that this fragmented market is going to have a plug and play. And I want Salon Scale to be a part of that. So what I see happening is why do you have to be subjected to just work in one town? Why can't you, Don, come and work in Saskatoon? Like tattoo artists. Right? How they like go exactly. and do their... So we're making the color bar be an open experience. Cause like, what are the costs involved? Like, why can't a color school work in California? Well, cause they're not going to pack color with them, but they can pack their tools. So essentially what we want to see is being able to have a plug and play. So you can go and work at any salon skill salon, plug in and just use whatever color it is and pay the bill that day. Um, that's where we see us kind of living and the world that we live in so that you can travel, you can experience life and go and work. You want to go to California and work two days, go ahead and, and set that up. That's where we see the future going. I mean, you guys heard it here first. I don't know if you've said that anywhere else, but <laughs> this is the first, this is the first I, I let I mean, it out. And I was going to say, I don't, I'm going to get this probably wrong. I was going to say, you're like the Nostradamus of like the salon <laughs> industry, because I just, I mean, I know I bring this up anytime that we have a formal chat, but I will never forget sitting in your home office and you telling me this idea of salon scale before it was salon scale. And like, it was going to be like a robot. Right. But I mean, so cool how you, I mean, you truly, I don't know, predicted, I don't want to, I feel like saying predicted, like downplays the fact that like your um, intelligence and your ability to see the need that the industry had. So, um, I mean, that's such a cool idea, like thought of that's the future. And I love that. Well, I think it's, I mean, we're so social, we're more, our industry is more social we're just as much of a social play as we are an economic play. And our industry is c consistently ranked as like, you only make a certain amount of money, all this stuff. Like we are on the climb. Like we actually make a lot more per hour than most trades do. And I think, you know, being able to leverage the eyeballs that are on you, most likely, you're, you know, if you are making it in the social world, people are following you all over the world. So having more of an opportunity to be able to show up for all those people, I think is just going to set us up for like an incredible um, kind of unplugged, kind of like, you know, new age kind of salon model, which you, you could have a blend of a lot of things and have guest artists come in and out. Like, it's just going to be such a community over competition. Yeah. I mean, and this is such a like anxious thought my brain goes to. And like, if you go to California, I mean, if you're Canadian, California sounds good for Californians. They might want to go somewhere else. But um, if you want to go to California for two days and work, you don't have to worry about doing a redo in two weeks because you'll be gone. Yeah. You'll just be like, peace out. And like, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you just have to worry about those Yelp reviews. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, Alicia, this has been so fun to have you back on the podcast. Now, for anyone that's been listening and they're like, okay, I... I kind of get, I think I know what salon scale is, but like, didn't actually know. Can you just give like a quick, like, what is salon scale? Why is it so important? And why is it a game changer for stylists and salon owners? Well, I certainly could go on forever, but salon scale, you know, we always say way charge track and then profit. So those are the words that we kind of like to sit in. 
And so essentially Salon Scale is an app that allows you to weigh for the exact amount of color that you're using. So there's no more guesswork. There's no more, you know, going to check out a customer and then, you know, adding on a Rapunzel or I think I use this much. It's now you're going to know. So if you use $15 of color, you're just going to simply add that to your labor. So let's say you're hundred dollars for labor, it'd be 115 charged to the customer. So what it's doing is shaking that kind of you know, nervousness and that uh, guesswork away and making it more of a transparent experience. And then that gives you your way, your charge. And now into the tracking, we have uh, stage two of Salon Scale as a dashboard. And in your dashboard, it's kind of like your profit center. So it's going to help you be able to make sure that um, you know what you're using out of that color bar, what's coming in and out but it also helps you with ordering. So two biggest ways to grow uh, profit and cash flow into your business is to reduce your expenses and increase your revenue. So charge properly and make sure you're not ordering too much. And Salon Scale helps with both those things. I mean, I know I have like 9T in Shades EQ and like 12 of them because I ordered way too many way back in the day. And I mean, I'll say like, cause I started using salon scale two and a half years ago, how the app has changed and how much easier, I mean, it was easy to begin with. It maybe took like a minute and a half extra, but now I was like, holy cow, like the, the new things and how much it's changed. I mean, I know tech moves quickly, um, but it's so easy to use. And I mean, for, yeah, sorry. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like so excited. We have like in two and a half years, like it's crazy, but we also built this with our customers. They're like, oh, can you have photos? Can you have this? And like, now you can have before and after photos. Now we have a processing timer. Like we have all these things because our, our customers asked for them and then we just kind of made them. Um, I think that's really cool too, is like you're listening to the people that are using it. Well, I think it's important to make sure, like, I mean, it, it costs a lot of money for developers. <laughs> And so it's important that we're building the right things because we could overbuild something that someone never uses, you know, and that's just yeah. like a very big loss. Um, but also I want to say that we are getting a whole new facelift on our homepage. So there's like, when you log into the app, it is going to be the most exciting thing to see. And that's launching here in the next couple of weeks. Um, but one of the things that we released in there is going to be your average cost per bowl. Mm. And the entire industry never knew that number until now. And so that's the one thing I'm so proud of with Salon Scale is like, I used to, honestly, I'll be super transparent. I thought like, if I gave people that number, then why would they need Salon Scale? Like if they had the average cost, why would they need it? But the average always is changing. And then it came to the understanding, like, you know, think about it as like, if you're trying to like, make sure you maintain a certain weight or wanted to lose weight, like, you know, the number, right? Whereas mm -hmm. like, we never knew a number at the color bar. We didn't know what the average was. We didn't know what, what, what an average or where we should stay by bowl or by session should be for that type of thing. And so now we can give you that number. And I think like we are just at the start of something absolutely game-changing and powerful for the industry. And I think I'm, I'm very excited. I think there's a lot of work that I have to do going forward. Um, but I think what we're going to do is we're going to give these bite-sized little bits of information to not overwhelm people, but to give them the technology that will help them so they can focus on what they love and will help them with the rest. Absolutely. And I mean, hearing all this, I'm sure people are like, okay, cool. I'm so in, but like, this is going to cost me an arm and a leg. 
but it doesn't. I mean, salon skills, I don't know how you did it, but it's so freaking affordable. Like, do you know what the average return on investment for those people who are listening are like, I don't know what return on investment means. Like how much money people make from the small investment it is to have salon scale. Yes. So, um, if you are a solopreneur, um, your most highest investment would be $375 that would get you an entire year. Um, and you can anticipate 8,000 to $12,000 back in pure profit. So, for $400 to get almost $12,000 back, I think it's a good deal. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I, if you were like, I'll give you $12,000, if you give me 400, I'd be like, done, take it. Yeah. And it just comes back to, like you said at the beginning, you, if you get out of that, like feeling like, oh, I don't know, how do I do this? How do I charge? And you just take that action. You will instantly see this. Like we've had stylists get their subscription back in the first week alone, just because they've made that step. And I know that making change is hard, um, but change is inevitable and we have to keep up with the economy. If your pricing and your products are not increasing at the rate the economy is, it's just going to be another year, another time where you're going to be back in the situation where you're going to face it. So it's important to make sure it's tracked. And there's this really cool resource that I helped you with about communicating the change that is on the website, right? Absolutely. Dawn and I have worked, you know, over the last couple of years to, you know, do this as I think it's really important because you are so amazing at how to communicate and how to get through that anxiousness when it comes to pricing. So there is so much resources there that can help you kind of walk through the steps of how you're going to communicate to your staff, your customers, and most importantly, probably yourself. Yes, absolutely. Well, Alicia, this has been so great to have you on the podcast again. I mean, let's not wait another two and a half years to have you back. I hope it, I hope I hope that when we do come back, it'll be another, yay, this is, you know, it, it, it happened, it accomplished. We're, yeah. we're there, but thanks again, honestly, Don. it's awesome to chat with you. Oh, this has been so good. Woo-wee! Hey friend, that was such an awesome episode and that's a wrap. I hope you gained some insight into Salon Scale's business and how it'll help you navigate hard conversations and all the ups and downs we face as business owners. You know, even if you're a commission stylist, you're still a business owner of your clientele. And remember, Salon Scale's biggest sale of the year is right now and this is the last time they're ever going to offer 50% off. I don't know, well, I mean, now you know from listening, Salon Scale's still a relatively new business and they are being so generous. So get the 50% off with any annual package and trust me, I mean, you don't wanna miss this at all. My student, Erin Anderson from Philadelphia, implemented Salon Scale into her business and earned back $10,000 in a year from using Salon Scale. I mean, Salon Scale is like 300 bucks to join regularly. You're getting 50% off now and the return can be $10,000, no brainer. So trust me, don't miss out. And Salon Scale, I mean, it saved me, saved me. I mean, but you heard about Aaron, thousands of dollars in my business and helped me gain clarity and show my clients transparency on where my prices are even coming from. Because God knows we've all had those clients be like, whoa, must be nice to get a raise. And we all know that a price increase does not equal a raise. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know that if you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at Don Bradley Hair. I've got some good posts over there. But 
knowing how to use the right amount of product and charging correctly was a complete game changer. So like I said, click the link in the show notes, pop my name into who referred you, get the workshop with me absolutely free and get your savings of 50% off. This is your last chance. But like I said, that workshop, I mean, I know I'm going on, I'm repeating. I just want you to know the weight of this deal. I don't do these workshops ever. And we're going to get you getting your clients on board and excited with the new parts and labor system and and seamlessly start using salon scale without any confusion or hiccups. I know that's a big reason why a lot of people kind of go, I don't know, like, I don't like change is hard. And I don't know if I'm ready to do this. It's going to be no sweat in this workshop. That's why I wanted to add this extra offer for you of this live workshop. We'll get it implemented before 2022. So there's no hiccups. There's no confusion. You're not like, ah, this is a new software. It's like getting a new phone. I don't know where everything is. No, all good. And plus I'm going to help you earn back the complete cost of salon scale before the end of the year. So watch out now. I mean, this episode's done. This deal's going away, but watch out for Monday's episode, our regular scheduled programming all about why your clients leave you. And you'll be surprised at how much it's not about you. And it's going to be such a good episode. So make sure if you're not subscribed yet, go click subscribe so you get the reminders. So right now, before I, I sign off, don't put this off and regret it. I've done that so many times and it sucks. I go, oh yeah, that's good. And I'll do that when I get home. And then I forget and then I miss out on an incredible deal. So pause what you're doing, pull over if you're on the car, stop the treadmill, wherever you listen to podcasts and go click the link in the show, note, show notes and take advantage and claim your savings now. All right. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. You freaking rock. If you love my podcast or are getting any value out of these episodes, I just want to ask a couple favors. Can you make sure you're subscribed so you never miss a future episode? Because, oh my goodness, we have got some fire episodes. We are going into a business building season and it's all about setting you up for the ultimate 2022. And you do not want to miss a single episode that's coming out each and every week. Also, if you've got takeaways or ahas, um, I'd love for you to spread the word. Take a screenshot of you listening. Tag me over on Instagram. Leave a review so others can see how listening to this podcast can help them too. We're going to link arm in arm and Red Rover this industry together and make changes, big changes together. So thank you so much for being here. We are making this industry stronger together and we'll see you on Monday. <laughs>